Yeah. Yeah. All right. It might not be the happiest happy hour. We didn't get the arrest or indictment of Donald Trump that we'd hoped for this week. No. But we uh, we got you some very, very nice consolation prizes in Watergate prosecutor Jill Weinbanks. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, Allison Gill from Mueller, she wrote in the Daily Beans. Yeah. Right? Some badass bitches. And I'm just saying. <laughs> because we, I, what, what are we, justice has been edging us. Which I didn't know. That's bringing yourself or someone else to the edge of orgasm and right. then pulling back. Right. I didn't know the exact. I kind of figured it out. Like I call it nipple circling. But anyway, we yeah. had a lot of that, and so you deserve a very happy happy hour. And you definitely uh, kept uh, J- Jill Weinbanks from the word taco penis. I did. I said uh, a taco pina. I actually, you know, I class it up for the legal <laughs> okay. ladies. She's a classy lady. Uh-huh. She wears brooches. <laughs> And pearls. That's huh? why I'll take the opportunity now to say taco penis, taco penis, taco penis. <laughs> okay. He's your favorite. And Allison Gill. Hilarious. Yes. Please enjoy. Get your face up. We get rock star podcast, uh, social media rock star Allison Gill here. You know it's a big week. Happy indictment weekday. What do you think? Good morning, Allison. Hello, good morning. Happy possible indictment week. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You, I, well, you know, you had reposted someone that said, I'm now hearing Trump has not been notified by the Manhattan DA. He's just rambling about what he perceives from media coverage of the grand jury. I mean, everything Maddow just speculated, right, is what we've all been speculating. To do. Someone just said, oh, the FEC, you know, filing thing, deadline is today. So it's a money grift. It's inciting violence. It's a threat. Right. It's a it's a right. I think a last minute kind of Hail Mary to see if he can intimidate prosecutors. What do you think? Yeah. And and uh, we were sort of all expecting it. Um, I I think that the um, the most chilling post of his was when he called on the NYPD to not protect the people of New York and allow his violent rioters if they show up, if they're dumb enough to show up and do violence uh to to do their thing i thought that was pretty um i mean not shocking but surprising yeah yeah i loved your tweet you said trump may agree to handcuff so he can fundraise off the martyrdom i'm not kidding <laughs> i mean <laughs> i was thinking that's why he used the word arrest right to just it's to further inflame his his followers yeah chris is holding up his finger uh yeah trump has just filed a motion uh, in uh, Superior Court in Georgia, in Fulton County, Georgia, motion to quash the special purpose grand jury report to preclude the use of any evidence derived therefrom and to recuse the Fulton County District Attorney's Office. Okay, well. <laughs> Desperate monkey says what? <laughs> A desperate one. Yeah, I mean, we, people, of course, there's rampant speculation now, right? People are like, is Bonnie Wills going to swoop in before the New York indictment? I, I, I mean... That's that's a typical Trump move, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, we, we saw that coming. If you remember when Emily Coors was out doing her little media tour, all of the Trump lawyers were like, we're going to do a motion to squash. It's quash, but we're going to do a motion to squash this, you know, and <laughs> and so uh, we were we were waiting for this uh, filing. But wow, for them to go after the the special perp, the guy who put together the special purpose grand jury that judge yeah. is going at he's going after everybody uh which is interesting because the you know because georgia followed the letter of the law on this entire th- throughout the entire thing well and you had an interesting uh tweet you said breaking the manhattan da has set a meeting for next oh i'm sorry that uh, for next week to with law enforcement to discuss the logistics of the arrest of donald trump sorry what my point on that was we were saying that's the reporting 
that we at least believe, right? Like, Because when you heard, oh, it's only from Trump, we're hearing it's going to be Tuesday, of course you're immediately suspect. But we were saying that's the more real reporting, at least yeah. as it regards that arrest, correct? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sorry, this was the one I meant to find. You said, keep in mind when folks say New York State indicted before the DOJ that the hush money crime is five years old and has like 10 witnesses, one six is two years old and has hundreds. And if the DA charges for the business valuations, that's been going on for decades. So, because I don't know why people seem to hold you personally responsible <laughs> when indictments don't come fast enough or the way they would like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I apparently am on Merrick Garland's payroll. I'm his PR, uh, uh, you know. Uh, but, <clears throat> uh, you know, honestly, a lot of folks, I've seen a lot of folks over the past week be, you know, say stuff with Chiron's like, how come the states are on this before the DOJ is on this? Um, and, you know, I guess one argument you can make is why the Department of Justice didn't charge Trump as well as Cohen way back in the day. Um, and, you know, we we don't know what Barr did to close that case down and make it unopenable again, but that's probably what happened. Uh, but to compare the, you know, these this hush money Stormy Daniels case to January 6th, as far as speed goes, uh, I think is disingenuous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, clearly a much bigger case. But so uh, we were we were talking about this, uh, the final witness you had tweeted about. uh, This could be the final witness today before uh, they vote on an indictment. So and it's what's his name? He's it's the attorney, the ex attorney that they think is going to undercut Michael Cohen. But people are saying it just could add another obstruction charge. Is that what you're hearing? Yeah, it's it's Bob Costello. Mm. Costello, he, he's that's right. also Bannon's attorney. Mm-hmm. He was subpoenaed by the Department of Justice in the Bannon case for for, for possibly conspiring with Bannon to to defy a subpoena. He's not a um, he's not a good dude, but I mean it, it. You know what Lisa Rubin brought up, which is really interesting, was hey, you know sometimes if you're being charged, remember how. Trump's being charged, and so they invited him in to talk to the DA. Yeah. Perhaps Costello's being charged for right. witness intimidation in this case. And and he is responding by coming in to testify. Because they're uh, saying he's the one that dangled a pardon mm-hmm. for Cohen, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, that's this guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. So... Uh, only you find all the layers. You tweeted, it's fitting that Trump is posting about his pending arrest to foment violence on his platform that is under separate federal criminal investigation for laundering money. <laughs> every There's just layers to, it's right, it's like a triple dip of <laughs> crime in every Trump. I mean, it, and this is the thing we keep saying is, you know, it's also sort of titillating, but like, you know, the jurors saying this is going to be massive. Is that the Georgia jurors that this is going to be massive? Repeated that twice. Mm-hmm. We've heard that, you know, on a number of levels, it's more than even you and I who marinate in this stuff know already. I mean, it, what what is your speculation on that? The juror that said, if everyone knew what we knew, this country would not yeah. be divided. Exactly. And we will know what, well, at least most of what they knew. But the thing is, is that when I started the Mueller She Wrote podcast, I was like, overwhelmed by the amount of news from that one single investigation, which was pretty narrow in scope. So now we've got all this going on. We've got the motion that Chris just talked about. We've got what's going on, uh, you know, in in New York right now. And as we know, Caitlin Collins just reported that Evan Corcoran and his attorney, making attorneys get attorneys, um, Levy and Jim Trustee are at the D.C. 
uh, office today in the do- likely in the documents case with the crime fraud exception stuff. And so right. we to keep on top of all of these investigations and the sleeper case you just mentioned in the Southern District of New York for Trump Truth Social, yeah, um, which is under federal criminal investigation for money laundering Russian dollars. All of this stuff is absolutely so hard to keep track of. I know. So I, I have three whole separate podcasts. <laughs> you have been made an industry. <laughs> um, because, and, you know, setting these up because I knew that this was going to be triple yeah. the work, at least, of, of just tracking the Mueller probe, which no, is we... the single biggest investigation. Yeah, we say that on this show all the time, is you have to be specific. Which crime are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the one, by the way, I don't know if this is what you're referring to, The uh, on her final day as a top judge in the D.C. court, uh, Chief Beryl Howell, that's who you're talking about, did more than just grant the DOJ permission to question Trump's personal attorney. She actually took the rare step of handing over his notes to federal prosecutors, right? Uh, she handed Jack Smith a parting gift that she uh, deemed evidence of a crime involving the former president properly hoarding classified documents. Evan Corcoran uh, is the which crime? Classified documents, that one. Um, so the probe now appears to have put Corcoran in legal jeopardy himself. You're right. When will they ever learn? Yeah. They do not see the first six lawyers in front of them. They're already, you know, disbarred or in jail or God knows what. But, yeah, she called it, the, as you said, the crime fraud exception. In essence, the judge found whatever legal advice Corcoran gave to Trump was used in furtherance of a crime. So. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, that's specifically one of the three crimes that is being investigated for the, the documents. That's just one. That's just the obstruction piece. Right. You did tweet. I have a secret wish that uh, Fannie Willis will swoop in Monday with charges. Unlikely, but that's my wish. We all have. This is a week of wishes and dreams, isn't it? There's, it is. Wishing for resistance, tasing, you know, just wishing. <laughs> And hoping and hoping and praying. And praying. But, uh, but did you know that the, the, the they did confirm that he has been wanting to be perp walked and handcuffed for the spectacle of it oh against advice of lawyers? I, I wasn't kidding. And at, it turned out a day and a half later, we got that confirmed wow. by, by some news sources that he, wow. he does want that. Well, you also had a question. I don't know if you got an answer yet, Allison. You said legal Twitter. Would a conviction in a state case or cases impact the sentencing recommendations in future DOV convictions since he would be a felon with priors? I mean, yeah. And I it think makes I me know. giggle, but it's also a good legal point. And I think I know the answer to that. I think the answer is yes. Um, uh, but I wanted to put that out there so that it could be answered in the public. Sometimes I ask questions to get the public some information. Um, and I'm not a lawyer, so I don't like to just come out and say things that I, you know, oh, I know this to be true. Um, I, I like to get the answers from legal Twitter. But it seems to me that, you know, when you're doing a sentencing recommendation, there's always, you know, the, the level of sentencing, the amount of time that you do depends on whether you have priors or not. And uh, a, a, among other things, there could be, you know, upward considerations for domestic terrorism or, you know, it stuff is, like that. But. Yeah, it is amazing the questions we're asking about a former president. But I was saying, aren't aren't this fomenting violence? Isn't that a condition that you would want some, any normal person held without bail, that he's actively inciting violence? Yeah, and he was free, going to be free as a bird, right? Mm-hmm. Like... Of wait awaiting trial at least in in the Manhattan DA because that's a nonviolent crime and he doesn't have any priors believe it or not <laughs> uh, and so he would have been out on bail um, this makes this gives the DOJ something to argue for uh, you know remand for pretrial detention I'm not sure that they will and I don't think he's a flight risk uh, I don't know that he will come peacefully 
uh, you know, they're down there in Mar-a-Lago making a Patriot moat, whatever that is. Yeah. It's our favorite obsession this morning. Thank you. <laughs> we want meth gators in. Talk about we, we want I knew meth you gators. would love the Patriot moat. I knew you would love the Patriot moat. Chris has questions. Is it made entirely of Patriots? Is it water with Patriots in it? Who, and alligators, because it is Florida. Sharks with friggin' laser beams? Attached. I want meth gators. Huh? If there are not meth okay. gators in All that right. moat. Any cocaine bears? It's not going to do any good. <laughs> It's like 12 chodes with flags peeing yeah. on stuff, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of hopes and dreams this week, you said Trump would have to give a DNA sample when he was arrested as a felon in New York. Could that be pertinent to the E. Jean Carroll case? Our, our, uh, Michael from Oakland, our, one of our attorney listeners, said that he, he, they couldn't, she couldn't technically get it from this because I had that hope, too, that I was like, you know. Yeah, and I also yeah. heard that discoveries closed in that particular case, so. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So she would have yeah. to get it. Yeah. Some other way. <laughs> Sorry. Excuse me. I just I get gayer every time I uh, explain <laughs> that situation. OK. You and, and then... both. <laughs> <laughs> and my personal favorite tweet of yours is see you next Tuesday. OK, come on. That's the best use ever of see you next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that it'll be Tuesday. And in fact, bringing in Costello today and Cohen to possibly rebut could push this out. Yeah. Right. Um, we know that the grand jury meets Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, if this continues or if Trump keeps throwing weird witnesses at this to delay, I mean, you know, he yeah. might delay a few days, but, you know, it could go till next week. I'm not sure. I'm oh. hoping it's this week, but yeah. We'll but see. also, like you were saying, it's just he's got nothing to lose at this point. You know, it, it makes him look like he's controlling the narrative. He's out in front of it. And then if they don't do it, it'll look like they, you know, he intimidated them and they're not going to. I mean, it just it, it's when I when I first, you know, of course, we all got excited Saturday morning. We're like, oh, my God. And then you're like, oh, wait, Trump's the only source. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's. The, the, I think the important thing is if we if we step back and look at it from a 20,000 foot view or whatever the, you know, that buzzword is in corporate America, however far we mm. have to go up and look at it, um, it, it's nigh. Indictments are nigh. Yeah. Yeah. They're coming. Good word. Good use of the word nigh. Thank you. Yes, Christopher. Uh, GOP Congresswoman said this morning she su suggests that Trump will simply blow off the indictment and not show up in court. That is the most likely oh thing. now we're going to get a slow speed yeah. chase that, I, that we are all about that in la the most likely scenario i, I did see who's driving who's driving this, i, I did the see bronco. a picture this weekend where it was the it was the white bronco with rudy driving and trump <laughs> in the car with rudy him. drunk yeah. <laughs> and tunsis it, it had the, the sweaty yeah. is forehead thing is there any penalty for him just blowing it off yeah you could get arrested and then you'd be in jail awaiting trial yeah but, that but would, that's what that he would wants. That would, that's what he wants. <laughs> that would They're raise him a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Jill Weinbanks, if there is a God and there is justice in America, this indictment will happen during this segment. Good morning. Good morning, and I'm certainly hoping that you are right. I can't wait. <laughs> well, you know, I quoted you before about the whole, you know, Nixon was a president that became a criminal, and Trump is a lifelong criminal that became <laughs> president, right? And you you tweeted, uh, you said in praising the accuracy and credibility of John Dean and saying Michael Cohen could be as believable as a witness, I erred in saying John was convicted of perjury. He wasn't. Dean pled guilty to obstruction of justice and admitted supervising payments of 
wait for it, hush money. Yep. And you said the hush money is especially relevant to the expected charges in New York against Trump. The Watergate hush money was to keep the Watergate burglars from revealing their connection to the Nixon re-election campaign and the White House apologies to John. I hope Michael is as good a witness. Um, just take everybody through that because you, you forget about that part of Watergate, the hush money, right? Absolutely. Well, you don't. Hush, we do. <laughs> hush money was definitely a major component. And it's really interesting because the reason that they needed to keep the money paying was so that the burglars, who otherwise would have been seen as just burglars breaking in to this strange place, the DNC, but the reason was they had $100 bills on them that were from a cashing of a check of a campaign check. And so the serial numbers on that could have been traced back to the campaign check that was cashed in Florida by one of the burglars. And that would have been the immediate proof that this was a political crime, that this was the result of the campaign paying the burglars. So they tried to use the CIA to stop the FBI from following the money trail. They tried to keep the burglars themselves from ever testifying who had hired them. And so they kept paying them hush money. And it's I, I'm so glad that you pointed out about my praising the credibility of John Dean, because that was what that tweet was all about. And um, w what is absolutely true is that he was completely credible. He made no mistakes. And the same thing is true with, with Cohn. Yeah. He hasn't made any mistakes that have been at least publicly shown to be errors in anything he has testified to under oath. And the same is true for John Dean. He was completely corroborated in everything he said, and the jury believed him and convicted based on his testimony. And, you know, of course, this clip has surfaced of uh, Trump's present lawyer, Taco Pino, on CNN saying exactly what, you know, we've all been saying. That's ridiculous to think Michael Cohen did this all on his own, <laughs> took out a loan and paid off a porn star. Why? Right. I mean, so now, you know, and obviously so it looks like there was communication between Taco Pina and Stormy Daniels. So he, what does that mean, Jill? What's the word? He has to recuse? He has to, I mean, well, what, what happens? It means that there's a conflict of interest right. and that unless um, Michael Cohn waives that, that it's a serious issue. Now, he never, it's very unclear to me whether he ever actually was hired as uh, Michael Cohn's lawyer. It seems that he was never hired as. Right. It does seem as if they had well, a conversation. Or Stormy Daniels. It looks like Stormy Daniels consulted with him, and the judge is ordering that, yeah, those it, communications yes. be released. But both, both did. I right. mean, clearly Michael Cohn did, and the person that we're concerned about now is whether he doesn't seem to have actually represented either of them. Neither hired him. But any conversations about potentially being the lawyer for someone are equally protected by attorney-client privilege. And so the attorney can prevent that lawyer, I'm sorry, the client can prevent the lawyer from testifying by claiming yeah. attorney-client privilege. Yeah. And any respectable lawyer would not go ahead and publicly yeah. say anything without having a waiver. You know what I've learned from this is when I get charged with a crime, which I think it's probably a when, I'm going to go consult with every single one of the sisters-in-law, you and Barb McQuaid and Joyce Vance, so that no one else can hire you. To, exactly yeah. and so that we can't testify against you that's ever. correct but that's we correct. wouldn't we wouldn't because we adore you and it wouldn't happen <laughs>
Thank you, Jill. So let's talk about uh, this whole, uh, you retweeted Michael Steele. Uh, he said, I'm tired of hearing any indictment of Trump is unprecedented. Yes, it is, because it's unprecedented for him, a former president to pay hush money to a porn star. And this his unhinged response, we've seen his desire for violence before. And for the GOP, it's all politically motivated. You just said amen. I mean, I have to say, that was the, the, the horrible thing about the Nixon pardon, wasn't it? Is it did prove someone's above the law. And by the way, the American people agreed with you. It's part of, they say now, why, uh, what you call it, you know, Ford was not elected because people disagreed yes. with him pardon, pardoning Nixon, yeah, right? Exactly. I regret that Nixon wasn't indicted because then we wouldn't be talking about it's unprecedented to indict a former president. Um, it, it's one of those things where he's guilty because the facts show he's guilty because they line up with all the elements of a crime. And it would be unethical for any prosecutor to ignore those facts. And crimes are crimes. They have to be uh, indicted. People have to be held accountable. And being the former president has nothing to do with whether you get indicted or not. Yeah. And by the way, Joe, I know it's hard for any of us to you know, know what's happening when anymore. We've just been talking about a bunch of the different uh, cases. But, wow, it sure seems like there is a lot going on at once, right? So... Uh, Tuesday evening, federal prosecutors in Jack Smith's office presented compelling preliminary evidence that shows Trump knowingly and deliberately misled his own attorneys regarding his unlawful retention of classified documents, right? Judge Howell, uh, uh, Beryl Howell wrote, this is basically that Evan Corcoran, they have to, he has, they have to see these communications because of the crime fraud exception, right? Exactly. And I, I think that there's no way that this is going to go in Donald Trump's favor. If you get a court saying, you have six hours to make your case, you have six hours to rebut the case that the uh, defendant is making to the prosecutors, and gives a 6 a.m. deadline to the prosecutors and a midnight deadline last night to Trump's lawyers, I would predict, maybe not while we're on air right now, but sometime today, there's going to be a ruling that the crime fraud exception means that Corcoran has to testify. Yep. And that's going to be very, very important. It is the clearest evidence of absolute obstruction of justice of the investigation of the classified documents because Corcoran, as is being reported, and of course we don't know anything except what's reported, is that he says, Donald Trump told me this, and that's what I put into the affidavit. That yeah. means that Donald Trump, who had a classified evidence in his desk drawer knowingly lied to his lawyer to say put this in the affidavit for the federal government that's obstruction of justice clean clear yeah. easy case to prove so he's on a losing streak jill i mean which makes me feel like his delay tactics are finally running out the judge yesterday said no delay in uh tish james case that will go forward trump has lost his final bid to keep key evidence out of the uh, e Jean carroll rape trial correct um yes it, it just, boy, it does feel like finally we are, justice is coming, doesn't it? Again, don't know exactly when and where, but. Uh, it does, yeah. yeah, it feels that way. And and I know from my Twitter followers that people are still holding their breath because every other time, and as you yeah. said, Nixon became a criminal in office. Donald Trump has gotten away with crimes yeah. way before he was elected. And so. The question is, will he skirt again? Will he have that Teflon that prevents him 
I, I don't think so. I really feel like this is real. And I also feel like even Trump supporters, not all of them, but even some of the MAGA crowd will finally see the facts. Some of the Fox viewers are finally seeing the mm-hmm. facts lie to them. And they're now starting to say, oh, I no longer believe that the election was stolen. Mm-hmm. So maybe there is hope to go back to the era of, of Watergate when facts yeah. mattered. Yeah, and well, we you, believe you, them. Yeah, you and I have talked about it before. As many people have said, uh, you know, Nixon, you know, wouldn't have probably been impeached or resigned if if there were Fox News back then, right? And so it's, I think that's a really key fact. You also, uh, by the way, just in terms of the ongoing danger, Frank Laguzzi was talking about the Waco, you know, that that's his first rally. Yeah. And you said surely he intended to make clear his reason for opening with Waco evil. Um I mean, it, it, obviously, he is inciting violence again, and that, that, that's why he, we've got to have justice, because he's a clear and present danger, isn't he? Absolutely. It also raises the question of whoever is first to indict him, he, uh, he's not going to be jailed. But a judge might impose some restrictions on his speech, because here he is saying, I'm going to be arrested on Tuesday, which we know didn't happen and probably was never intended to, and you should protest. And the last time he called for a protest, you know what happened. It was January 6th. He did not say peacefully protest. He did not say be nonviolent. He just said protest and save our nation. That's the same language he used to cause the January 6th riot. And that led to many deaths, hundreds of injuries, and thousands arrested. So... I think that we have to be careful what we let him say, even though I'm a firm believer in the First Amendment. Sometimes, you know, you can't yell fire in a theater. Thank you. You can't yell protest when you're riling up your audience with false information. Yeah. Um, Jill, let's talk just quickly before we go about Georgia, because we talked before the uh, before we got on about that, that, you know, that was always the one people expected first because it's such a strong case. It's on tape, et cetera. Um, now you have, as you said, the silly lawsuit, them trying to stop uh, Fonnie Willis. But what what is your take on what is happening there and, and uh, any expected delay? I don't know why the delay is happening. Uh, At one point, I thought, well, it's because she's waiting for the March grand jury. But that was seated on March 7th. Okay, so we're, you know, more than two weeks past that. Um, Then I thought it was maybe she found some new witness um, and was, you know, turning somebody. And so she was putting more evidence in. But it doesn't seem like there's any justification for the delay And had she indicted already, we wouldn't be facing this lawsuit to prevent an indictment. It would have been, we would have seen the evidence. We would have seen the indictment. I don't know what took uh, Merrick Garland so long to appoint a special prosecutor or to take action in the Southern District of New York. Um, I I know why he wasn't indicted in the, the former president wasn't indicted in the Southern District while he was president and while the attorney yeah. general was his attorney general, but you know it's more than two years since that attorney general was gone. I don't know yeah. what took so long there. I don't know what's taking so long in Georgia. I hope it will happen soon. Yeah, that I is that is a question for Merrick Garland. Like you know, yeah. if this indictment and all of the evidence that we think we're going to see, you're absolutely right. You know why? Why? Uh, you know, did you continue the wrong that Bill Barr com- you know committed by stopping? 
this investigation, right? As everybody says, and, how and how can individual one not time. go to, how can Michael Cohen and not individual one go to jail, right? Right, right, um, exactly. By the way, you mentioned what Pence said. There's a crime wave in New York City. The fact that the Manhattan DA thinks indicting uh, President Trump is his top priority tells you everything about the radical left. And you be some of the, uh, you retweeted someone and said, check out his state of the most violent cities. Indianapolis is number 10. New York City is number 59. I mean, it is amazing that they think they can still be the law and order party defending a criminal, right? Exactly. And, and not only that, but I mean, Pence is ridiculous because this isn't his priority. It is one of the many cases that he is pursuing, and if he were to ignore it, he would be a negligent DA. Given the publicly available evidence that was there, he had to investigate this. It isn't his top priority, and he isn't letting criminals go. So every part of Pence's statement was just simply wrong, and and it is hypocritical for someone from the 10th most dangerous state to be criticizing the 59th. Yeah. So I, I, it's just none of it makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. Jill, I've gone as long as I possibly can, hoping the indictment would come down now. But you know what? You can hear about it. on. It, she's on every podcast in the world, including yeah. iGen Politics and the wildly popular Sisters-in-Law. Get her book, Watergate Girl, or see her on MSNBC anytime. Uh, Jill, we'll talk to you post-indictment then, all right? Okay, yeah. And <laughs> and maybe I'll get to see you on the Sisters-in-Law tour one of these days. Oh, I would oh, love yeah. it. I would love yeah. it. We're, we're going live, but the first ones aren't in California, but I think California and Chicago may be next wait. on the list. I can't so wait. That- I didn't I didn't even watch Law & Order, but I've spent a lot of time with people who have, so I feel like that qualifies <laughs> me. Right. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. You. Bye. Bye.